I, I don't know. Do you have any any words of wisdom from the CEO of Bow Valley Credit Union? Well, I, th I think there's there's it's an incredibly politicized environment out there, and I think people need to be aware of, of a couple of things that that could be potential minefields, um, um, especially for people in in the freedom liberty mindset, um, specifically open banking. I think people need to be very concerned about open banking and the sharing of your personal financial information. Um, the federal government. Uh, is creating an open banking framework, which as far as I know, we're the only financial institution that's opting out of open banking. Um, and really what open banking is, is um, it creates a complete financial picture of you as an individual um, at the federal level, at, at a federal agency. Um, and not only does it grab information from your financial institution, but it also grabs it from the CRA, insurance agencies, wealth agencies, if uh, you let it. Um, we're not building any infrastructure uh, for open banking. So open banking will not be able to get access to your information um, at Bow Valley Credit Union. And we, we consider that a badge of honor where the, the federal government will not get um, information uh, about your private financial affairs through our organization. Wow, um, that's critical. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I think it's going to become more and more so. Um, and people have huge concerns about central bank digital currency. If they have a complete financial picture of you as an individual, they won't need a central bank digital currency because they have that information of you right so it, it's it's almost like um a central bank digital currency is a bit of a psyops for them for them to complete um their other task which is open banking hold um, it one second what you said just floored me um i need to make sure i clarify this so you're saying that open banking is essentially the step towards a social credit system where they know exactly what you're purchasing, when you're purchasing, where you're purchasing, and they can turn it on and off at a whim. Um, and then the PSYOP is, hey, look over here at this CBC that, that you've heard about, and it sounds so scary. But in the meantime, over on the, on the other side, they're actually doing the work. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And so... A central bank digital currency, I think, would be very, very difficult for uh, the government to implement. And here's why. Um, banking is incredibly complicated. Um, so if, if they the government thinks that they can switch on a central bank digital currency on, on a whim, it, it would be very foolhardy. Um, they would have to use a true central bank digital currency is where you have an account with the central bank of Canada. Um, I, I think that is just very far-fetched that they even can go down that avenue. Now, if they had an organization like an RBC doing all that banking service for them, that's a completely different story where that's the way they did it in Soviet Russia, where there was a central bank and there was just one financial institution where everybody did their transactions through. Right. And so I think that's probably a more likely scenario, which is not a central bank digital currency, but it is very, you know, a communist <laughs> um, right. affair. Um, 
with something like open banking, you don't necessarily need just an RBC to be able to transact and see what everybody's doing. You could do it through um, open banking framework and all the other financial institutions are doing your dirty work for you, like collecting your information, seeing where you're spending it, when you're spending it, and creating that financial picture of you as an individual. And so I think you're, you're bang on the money where CBDCs is a bit of a distraction where open banking is something that, that can really potentially be the more dangerous tool that, that uh, um, the government has. And they do it through the rouge of, oh, look at all these options that you have for financial right. institutions. But if all of them are on open banking, all that information gets routed through the government anyway. So, Right. So just to make sure that I painted the picture for our viewers. So um, essentially, when um, you talked about one RBC basically running it all, but um, if, if they had this open framework, um, that is is gathering all the information, it would be sort of like pushing mandates to organizations and to provinces and actually being so that they look like they're not actually doing it. It's the smaller organizations that are being forced to to create this. Similar exactly. idea. Exactly. And so here's here's a, a number one example that I like to use. Um, there's a bill out there called B15. And it's the Climate Risk Mitigation Act bill. Um, and, and it's a fairly benign document that talks about um, how carbon is bad and we want to reduce carbon and greenhouse gas emissions and things like that. Um, but it links to another document called S243, which mm -hmm. is under the OSFI guidance. So remember I talked about earlier, there's there's two regulatory bodies in Alberta. There's OSFI, the Office of yeah or financial institutions and Kudge. We don't fall under this bill just because it's it's an OSFI regulation bill. It's not our bill to follow. Um, so now under this bill, it basically states, and, and they're targeting oil and gas companies. I think they've made that abundantly clear. Um, where under this new bill, they're increasing the capital requirements to do any lending to oil and gas companies by 1,250%. So effectively what that means wow. is that the interest cost through an OSFI regulated financial institution for oil and gas companies is going to become a heck of a lot more expensive to the right. point where if they're paying seven, eight, nine percent right now, they're going to be paying 30, 35, 40 percent per year to get any lending out of financial institutions. And so basically with open banking, they can tell if you're supporting um, any oil and gas companies and, and that type of thing um, as, as an individual. They're doing the same thing at, at the federal level with the financial institutions, basically beating them into a direction right. of, of where they want them to go. So, well, it sounds, yeah. Sorry, it sounds a lot like ESG, uh, but, but not directly ESG. Well, exactly. And so ESG people is a very, very broad um, scope. And so ESG stands for environmental social governance. Um, most of the time when people talk about in the general public with ESG, they're talking about reducing greenhouse gas emissions. That's generally the, the nomenclature that you're using, although there's a huge scope around that. Um, 
you're, you're exactly right, um, where they're, they're basically trying to force um, governments, individuals, companies to, to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. And so now with this bill S243, don't necessarily think of it just affecting oil and gas companies. And you might be cheering for that, the saying, oh, they're reducing oil and gas, oil and gas service companies. Although I think you'd be taking out Alberta's economy at the knees. I think that's short-sighted, but um, it's not much of a stretch for them to start getting into agriculture mm -hmm. or into mining or into um, people's housing. If, if they disagree with how the environmental impact of your house has, maybe you have a house that's from the fifties and, and it's not insulated very well, um, or you drive a diesel truck or something like that. They, can easily pivot this bill to include those things. And so then all of a sudden your mortgage rate goes from 5% to 30%. And so basically because you have the wrong house or the non ESG compliant house or the non carbon emitting house, yep. then uh, all of a sudden you can't get lending anywhere from these major financial institutions. This is such a big subject, um, Brett, that that maybe we delve into this if you're open to it. We we delve into sure. this on a second episode because um, I think that we could and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we could probably talk an hour just on, you know, some of these lending practices that and the bills that they're that they're bringing forward and, and how that's going to affect everyday people, because I think that's one of the that's one of the uh, the. Uh, confusions that they've they've made it obviously as confusing as possible so that most of us don't recognize or we just stay sleeping while this happens around us and and essentially is tightening the noose uh, as we're sleeping right i mean oh absolutely and so there's an oil and gas service company out there that maybe has two or three employees has lending right now at say eight percent or something like that they're going to wake up one day when their mortgage renews on, on that and it's going to be 30%. And so it basically will bankrupt that company overnight um, and uh, take out industry at the knees within the oil and gas. And I think people need to be aware of that this is a real possibility with um, the current setup. Now, again, Bow Valley Credit Union does not necessarily need to follow these um, guidelines because they're OSFI regulated guidelines. Mm. They're not Credit Union Deposit Guarantee regulated guidelines. So you're saying, and, and I'm throwing this out there, um, you're saying that potentially, and I'm going to be the futurist here, but potentially as Albertans, if we all gathered our money and our resources and went through some sort of a some sort of an organization that wasn't part of OSFI and, you know, maybe perhaps had the ability to, you know, combine these resources that we could actually, as members, we could then direct some of that, some of that capital or some of our money towards oil and gas without being regulated. Correct. So you, you wow. hit that nail on the head. Um, that and is so massive. Absolutely. And, and so now you can sort of see the political influence that Desjardins has. If, if there's, say, uh, 3 million Albertans clamoring um, against some of these OSFI regulations, 
um, there's no stopping um, the way it could happen. Um, and and uh, we basically come up with our own sound principles.